When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. T-G-I-F. Hey, everybody. Welcome to T-G-I-F. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we have a great show for y'all tonight. I am back with two of the most, most fabulous men in the business, and we're here to break down the uh, spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So go ahead and get you something to drink. We'll see if Funky is uh, purifying his soul or on a cleanse. To tonight. We'll see. Please welcome my co-host. What's up, Al Reynolds? Hey, Al. <laughs> What's going on, Claudia? How you doing? I'm hanging. You hanging? Okay. All right. Well, I I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, please welcome Funky Daniva. What's up, Q? Claudia, you know what? Screw you. Okay. Uh, my Uh-oh. my soul been purified. I am trying to unlock my better. Oh, my soul been pure. I ain't, ain't never ain't nothing been wrong with my soul. So get it right. If you're gonna come for me, get it right. I am trying to unlock my better self. Anyone with a Wi-Fi connection know how much of the BS that is. But anyway, <laughs> we are happy that you're always trying to do these self-improvement, self-help type of things. And maybe one day you're going to get there. Uh-huh. All right, what y'all sipping on tonight? What y'all drinking? Publix lemonade. Publix lemonade. Jeez, Bobby, come on. I'm on a cleanse. I'm trying to unlock my better. You know what? Let, let, let me let, let, listen. Let's just go ahead and get the SHIT started. Y'all some horrible ass friends. <laughs> I'm going above and beyond to try to be a better person, not only for myself, but for this show, for the world. I'm trying to show up and be everything the Lord made me to be. And y'all just laugh at me. <laughs> funky. That's because we know when you get off air, the funky from 10 p.m. Till 4 a.m. is not the funky that we're in our lo- we're unlocking our better selves. Well, listen, I, you know what? I backslide every now and then. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Anytime someone is trying to better themselves, I'm gonna go ahead. Although we may give you a little crap about it, I'm gonna go ahead and say anyone that's trying to be better. We have to embrace that. And with that being said, before we get started, I just want to make a quick statement. And I really want just to have the floor for a moment, fellas. Um, I want to address the uh, the uh, Aunt Karen situation, a story we did about the outrageous abuse that was done to a young child um, with kinder care. Um, somewhere along the way with the story, we, we got a little sidetracked. Well, not a little. I won't downplay it. We got very much sidetracked with false information. And we reported that Aunt Karen was something that she's not. She's actually the opposite of a Trump supporter. She's the opposite of someone who's anti-Black. And, and after us all going and looking for ourselves, we saw that she actually fights very much for Black folks, exposes folks, and she's actually an advocate of the LBGTQ community. Now, even if those things were, were true about her, 
I just want to reiterate and state that she could have been, even if she was the worst of the worst, which she's not, no child would, would ever deserve any of that. And I want to just say, moving forward, um, you know, it shouldn't have been about that, anything but the abuse. So I, I want y'all to know that Fox Soul is a place you can come for, for facts. And moving forward, we will definitely do a better job at double checking our facts so we never again have to have a situation where we're wrong and we do not want to hurt anybody when we're covering them, especially someone that rocks with us. Your trust means a lot to us. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us. We are sorry and we will fix that. We will move on and be, be we will unlock our better selves and do better. I promise y'all. Now, with that being said, let's get into the show. Let's get into these topics. All right. Um, Fellas, Brooklyn's bling shop, Lamore Whitehead, took to Instagram Live to show off his prayer closet, which was filled with designer clothes and shoes. We have a video. This is my prayer closet. And um, one would think that, wow. Now, if you remember, just weeks ago, Whitehead was robbed of over $1 million in jewelry in the middle of his live stream service. What are your thoughts on Bishop Whitehead showing off his lavish lifestyle? Uh, who wants to go? Who wants to take this first? Um, You know what? He's trolling y'all at this point. He's straight up trolling. This is, com this is completely ass backwards, and this is public relations going in the wrong direction. If you are coming under scrutiny for being lavish, people are accusing you for stealing the church's money. People are accusing you of being super flashy. The last thing you want to do is show off your prayer closet, which is larger than most people's houses in New York. You know what I'm saying? It's tone deaf. It screams, aha, I got y'all. Y'all mad. Stay mad. And again, this is just, in my opinion, not representative of a man cut, cut of the cloth. Like you just, you know, and again, not saying that pastors and preachers and people from the church should be condemned to a life of, of being destitute, but this just is not right. And I take exception with the fact that his closet looked better than his church. And I did research this and that suit, that Balenciaga Gucci suit is fake. Allegedly. I looked it up. I looked up the design, uh, the actual on the Gucci website, Gucci Balenciaga. I try to look for it. I don't know if he's trolling us with the suit, but it's like the things, it just seems like the things he values are the surface things. And I would like to hear more about his teachings, his saving of people, his goodwill. Al, I know you know fashion. What do you think about that suit? Listen, I like the way the suit look, look on him now, but in this case, I just feel like the pastor is pimping his prayer closet at this point. And once again, like I said before, this makes it hard for me to push back when you and Funky make arguments about the Black church and its leaders looking suspect in situations, because after him showing us this, this prayer closet, it makes him look superficial. It makes him look suspect exactly like you guys said but let me tell you this isn't every black church i just want to make that very clear all black churches are not this way the thing that upset me the most though is that a prayer closet is supposed to be a private sanctum for selfless intimate prayer with god and for him to play with it like that just to me felt very very unwarranted and fake um i just felt embarrassed and i was disgraced because I take my prayer closet very serious. And obviously 
that's not how he does it in his congregation. Do you have a prayer closet, Al? Absolutely. I prayer closet, prayer cloth. I got all of them. I need all of the grace of God to help me through. <laughs> I, I'm hearing the video may be old. It's like not may, may not necessarily be like from right now. Whether it's old or new or whatever, it just goes with your brand that uh, people that are new to your to your uh I don't know, your ministry. I'm just getting introduced to him for the first time. And I'm like, damn, I hear more about your Rolls Royce and your, your jewelry and your clothes than what you actually do for your community. I seen a picture of your Rolls Royce parked right in front of your church, which like Funky said, it looked it looked like it needed a lot of help. Um, I recently got a, a car and it's a, it's a luxury vehicle. And I there's certain places I won't go because it feels like I'm bragging or I'm stunning. And you have to kind of be aware of where you're going. Like you wouldn't go to feed the homeless in a, pull up in a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. Like, I feel like it looks like, it's like almost like you're um, trolling or showing off, or you just kind of have to be sensitive to what people are going through right now. Can you be happy with your success? Yes. But do you need a stunt on them? Nah, I think that's tacky. I think it's tacky. Pick and choose. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to hear more about this guy's, his wardrobe and his jewelry. And first it was 400,000. Now it's a million. Good luck with that insurance. All right. Moving on, Beyonce is removing an offensive term for disabled people from her song Heated or for new album Renaissance. Now, the term spaz is, is considered a derogatory reference to a form of cerebral, cerebral palsy called spastic di... Oh, my saying it wrong. It's spastic, okay. What are your thoughts on um, this, Funky? I know that this was mostly in the UK that they find this offensive, right? which the UK calls cigarettes as something that's offensive to us. What do you think about this? Um, me personally, I think it's overkill on American soil. Um, I recognize the fact that Beyonce is a global superstar and Beyonce has this thing about just keeping her image and her press as clean as possible. Um, so it only made sense coming off of what Lizzo just came off of with the word. Uh, it only made sense. Um, it's not a huge ask, um, considering the fact now that we no longer distribute music via CDs and cassette tapes. It's not as if she had to recall a bunch of CDs off a shelf. It was literally re-uploading it into the streaming services. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think she did the right thing. Okay. Al? <laughs> Let me tell you, you I love you. me some Beyonce, y'all. Um, I was very shocked that her team didn't catch this because Lizzo got a lot of pushback from what's that disabilities um, advocate, Hannah Devine, Devine, I'm probably butchering her name, but she was very vocal against Lizzo and using the word spaz. I'm really, really shocked that Beyonce's team did not catch this. But let me tell you something, what Beyonce's team did catch it did catch Khalees going off on her and calling her a, th a thief. So not only did she remove Spaz from one of her songs, she removed Khalees completely off of her um, um, one of her songs and off of her album. And I got to tell you, when you got power like that, that is just that is just oh, that's just a level that you want to be in your music career. What do you guys think about that? I I'm afraid of the slippery slope, right? Um the movie Demolition Man years ago with Sandra Bullock, I remember it being like, man, 
we'll never be like that where you couldn't curse. They made it where everything you got fined over. And it was like total control of everything people had to say because things were offensive. And when it came out, I don't know what year it came out, um, but I was like, damn, you know? And now it seems like a lot of things that have happened in movies are happening. And I do think, yes, there are things that are offensive. We know now that we didn't know 5, 10, 15 years ago. But the slippery slope thing is what I worry about. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we may get to a point where you can't even describe anyone anymore. You can't say black. You can't say white. I'm offensive. I'm, I'm offended. And that sounds ridiculous today. But some of the stuff that people are finding offensive today were things that 10 years ago we would scoff at and be like, what do you mean? So I don't know. It's like finding that fine line of not being offensive, but also not with the overkill like you spoke of, Funky, which I do think that some things like now Monica Lewinsky, and we're going to get into that next, actually. Monica Lewinsky is clapping back and responding to the backlash from the Beehive after implying that Beyonce should change the lyrics to her 2013 song, which I love, Partition. The lyric that Monica is referring to goes, he Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. Now, after it was reported that Beyonce was removing spaz from her new album, Monica tweeted, um, while we're at it, hashtag partition. Now, what are your thoughts on Monica trying to insert herself into this equation? Al, let's start with you on this one. <laughs> Monica is so good at trying to find relevant ways to, to insert herself. And hey, she got a chance to do it here. But Monica, this, I'm sorry, you got to go take a seat. All right. You're the chick that tussled with a married man who was the president of the United States, saved a dress <laughs> and used it as national evidence of proof of your affair. And also, Monica, you're in 40 other rap songs. You're in 40 other rap songs. So why is this all of a sudden a big deal to you now? Because Beyonce's trending and because her album is breaking records. Now you want a little bit of the conversation. Please have several seats. Agreed. Q, what you think? Monica full of S-H-I-T. Monica is the same woman who just co-EP a show on FX about that man coming all over her doggone dress. All right. She is not the Monica Lewinsky story. It was actually very good. It showed the dynamics between her and Linda Tripp. If y'all haven't seen it, go check it out on FX. Monica, you are not a bit more traumatized by uh, your name trending. As a matter of fact, you are capitalizing off of the attention. Hence the fact that you co-EP the doggone show. If, if you were so traumatized by that, it would seem to me that you wouldn't even want to relive that by sitting on a set, having these people reenact the things that you went through while you was having an affair with that lady husband. May I repeat, that lady husband. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You benefit from all of it. Sleeping with that lady husband. You benefited. You benefited when you kept that dress with remnants of that lady husband all over it, you nasty hussy. And now you got the right to want to be mad because somebody referenced they husband skeeting all over you the way that lady husband skeeted <laughs> all over you in that dress. Yo, nasty. Listen, you need to be more concerned about the fact that you kept that dress with that lady husband juice all over it. Then Beyonce, you last, you nasty lady husband dress keeping. <laughs> you know what? I, I really can't go after that because you just said everything that needed to be said. Let me ask you a question, though. Does she owe us an apology? Does Monica Lewinsky owe us an apology of any I, sorts? I don't no. know if she owes us an apology, oh, but she owes everyone. Yeah, you, Cheryl first Taylor. of all, 
The fact that they try to make this woman, she tried to make herself a victim is typical Karen-esque behavior. Right. You gave oral sex to a married man and then said you're the victim because he's a man of power. Yeah, he was inappropriate, but he didn't force you. You willingly did it and you wanted to do it and you were an adult. Miss right. me with the nonsense and get off the bandwagon with uh this stuff about that lady. What? Q. Hug. That lady hug. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break. And Monica, get it together. We'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, I'm in the comments looking at what y'all saying. They, Nina Lynn says, that lady husband. Sheree <laughs> <laughs> uh, Washington says, a married teacher. And uh, they going in, not a linebacker. Okay, the home record asking for grace, child by that was simply Shamar. Uh, okay, yeah, that lady husband. They going in. You got another catchphrase. <laughs> All right, we got to get into this story. Phaedra Parks is receiving backlash after revealing in a recent interview that she experienced PTSD following her exit from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, Phaedra said, "When I left Housewives, it was a very dark time, and I went through depression and a lot of emotions because Housewives can give you." PTSD. I think anyone that's been on it for, for over four to five years will experience some PTSD because it can be very traumatic. Well, one person responded to her interview and said, you caused trauma, sis. Another person replied, Phaedra, please, you would still be there if the little incident didn't happen. Let's stop playing these games. And another person wrote, then why are you still trying to be back on any of the franchises? Make it make sense. What are your thoughts on this story? Al, you want to go first? <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's one thing that you got to know about Phaedra Parks. Phaedra Parks, she knows how to stay in rotation. That woman is always on the blogs. She's always on TV. She's always hosting an event. She's always somewhere doing something and hobnobbing. Now, she can say that she would never want to hold a peach again, but I promise you, I think she may pop back up on that franchise in the very near future, unless, you know, a better opportunity comes along. Because only Phaedra Park, standing at five foot one, could sign a modeling contract in 2017 <laughs> with Wilhelmina Models, too, right? Phaedra knows how to get to that dollar, and that's one thing that I respect about her. But, Claudia, You've actually worked with her. So, right? She was she was on the cast when you were with her. So you got to give us the inside scoop. What, what, what was it like working with Phaedra? I had no issues with Phaedra before I got on the show. And before I did the show, she went on um, the Ellen show and they did a word association game with the cast. They would show pictures of us and she would have to respond with what she thought. Uh-huh. I never had any issues with this lady um, or this lady husband. <laughs> and <laughs> that's in my head now. Anyways, they got to Kenya. She said Satan. They got to meet. She said Spawn of Satan. So I read her for filth on the Ricky Ooh. Smiley show. And she was blowing up Gary's phone, trying to get a hold of me to like, I didn't mean it like that. I go, Phaedra, I don't, I, I avoided her for a while. And I finally talked to her. I go, Phaedra, I'm not with this reality show crap. Like, I, I don't know you. Like, l- give me a blank right. slate with all of you. Just because I'm coming in with Kenya. I don't have Kenya's beef with you. And I, I was turned off by that. So we didn't really get close on the show, but I did have to let her know, like, let's not. And I know for a fact, well, let me not say for a fact. I think that she would jump off the, at the opportunity to do Real Housewives of Atlanta after doing Marriage Boot Camp and all those other shows. She would love to be back on there. Right. And I also remember another time when we were on our group trip to the Philippines, she tried to tell me and um, Demetria to, to Portia, girl, do you even notice when your housewives check hits your account? I don't even notice because I have so many other things going on. I was like, what? 
because Bobby Brown said every time he went to court it, when you was his lawyer, he he went to jail. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know her that good. Q, I think you know her more than I do. I think she's actually, you know what? with that being said, because I'm, you are coming for her. I don't care. Um, I think she, actually, I think she's good at reality TV. She's funny. She's clever. She stays in the news. She's, you know, and like you said, five foot one signing with Wilhelmina, five foot one and not skinny. She a thick girl. <laughs> She is. is real cute. She got the donkey booty video. So <laughs> thick girl. And Wilhelmina is known for like those waif looking girls. So she did accomplish something that was really difficult to do. I'm going to give the lady her props. Funky, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do know Phaedra and I like Phaedra a lot. But Phaedra's full of SHIT. All right. If, if at any time you are going to experience PTSD, it was going to be when you were on the show. I mean, w- what trauma have you experienced post the show other than the fact that you blew a bag? You know what I'm saying? Like you lost a bag. That that's the only PTSD and depression that, 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 <laughs> that you could be experiencing. If you were not experiencing PTSD while you were in the thick of the drama, how can the show be absent from your life? And now you're traumatized. The only thing you were traumatized from was the absence of that check and how you messed up that bag, spreading that doggone lie that that Portia ran with and that, you know, I supposedly, allegedly, Carlos King told you or whoever told you or, or whatever the case may be. But I just think it's, I don't know, I just think it's um a misrepresentation of PTSD and depression when... You know what I'm saying? The, the only thing that you truly could have been going through was just missing that check. Mm, and you caused it. You know, to, to say PTSD is to imply someone caused trauma to you or some great trauma was brought upon you. No, nah, mama, you was just home sad because that easy money was no longer coming through the door. You was going to have to take your ass back to work. I think that happens with a lot of the housewives when things are popping, they're on top of the world talking that shit. And then when they're off, the PTSD is, let me log on to Wells Fargo. Oh my goodness. Where was that $450,000 that I was getting for four months of work? Three right. hours a day. Right. Like, and, like and, and let me just add this. I know, I know y'all ain't the biggest fans of this. Okay, I'm going to say this real quick. PTSD would be being on a show when you're having fertility and someone making fun of you getting a sperm donor. That's the one that's PTSD. PTSD is being a survivor of rape and being called a whore on national television. That's someone that could say PTSD. You be on a show that not having to show after that, you are making a mockery out of real PTSD, Phaedra. You are a smart woman. This is, you're better than this. Try again, because that wasn't it. Just like that blonde wig. Moving on, Demi Lovato is now using she and her pronouns again, in addition to they and them. Jesus Christ, I can't keep up. Now, Demi explained, I'm such a fluid person that I feel like, especially last year, my energy was balanced in my masculine and feminine energy. So that when I was faced with the choice of walking into a bathroom and it said woman and men, I don't feel like there was a bathroom for me because I don't didn't necessarily feel like a woman. I didn't feel like a man. I just felt human. Demi said she's been feeling more feminine, which is why she decided to readopt she and her pronouns. What are your thoughts on this new uh, this news and our pronouns getting out of control, out of hand? And should people or just people just really try to learn them? Q, I see I was going to go to Alfred, but I'm going to go to you because I see your face shaking your head. What do you think? Listen, I don't I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. And here is why. 
I am in full support of people being called whatever pronoun they want to be called, right? But we have got to be careful when we start juggling between the two because it has deeper implications. People already think being trans is a choice. People already think being gay is a choice. Now, because there are people who are just against the LGBT altogether, they're going to conflate the two. And now, you know, you want to be respected as them. We finally get around to a place where we drop our guards down and start calling you them and they. And then just when we wrap our head around that, you want to go back to she. You know what I'm saying? That's just not how it works, mama. And you've got to take some level of social responsibility or if not, leave the movement alone altogether. And I definitely think if Demi was truly a part of the non-binary slash ally LGBTQI plus community, if she was a true ally and a true part of the them, they community, she would understand how dangerous and how reckless this behavior is considering the level of influence that she has. Great points. Al, what do you think? Listen, I couldn't, I could not agree more with Funky on this, but let me tell you who wrapped this up in a pretty bow. Do you guys remember Masika from oh my God. Hip Hop? And then she went to growing up hip hop. Of mm-hmm. uh, uh what is it? His name is Fetty Wap's baby mama. Mm-hmm. Masika. Did you guys see her tweet? She said it best. She said, she said, what y'all not gonna do is play pronoun hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. said today it's they and them tomorrow it's she and her next week it might be he and him and demand that people comply with your gender mood swing i could not agree agree more with her it's just not fair especially not coming from a huge celebrity like demi lovato like q said there's a social responsibility there because we're all in this thing trying to figure it out and trying to be respectful we can't deal with all these gender mood swings that you're having miss lovato sorry we got to do better. I 1000% agree with both of you. And and then to also be the same type of person that gets irate if you get it wrong. Right. I, who follow, I don't follow Demi Lovato. So mm-hmm. if, if you're one thing today and one thing tomorrow and then I mess up, then I have to catch the wrath of mm-hmm. of, of you and the people that you gaslight, right? And, and, and get them on, on your side and I'm, I'm misgendering you. And that's where it's an issue. This thing is really new to a lot of us, including you, Demi. So, so I mean, it, it's, it makes it tough to t- for, for the people who are already are non-believers and don't want to support to get on board. And we don't want that. I do agree. If you feel, you know, people should be able to use a pronoun they want, but flip-flopping and Masika said it best and shout out to Masika. Listen, say what you want about Masika, but that girl, she is she can call, she calls it like she sees it. She does. <laughs> Gender offsides. Mm-hmm. Exactly what it is. It was, and, and 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 you know, and again, getting angry when people are not caught up is very arrogant to think that we just hang on your every word. We're always looking at your Instagram page to see if you change it. And so, so it's weird because now you know we've just gotten to a point where we we're able to wrap our head around the fact that sexuality is fluid and is a, and is a spectrum. Now you're about to introduce this new thing to us that gender is fluid and a spectrum as well. And I just don't know that we're ready for that. Like we haven't even wrapped our head around the first topic that we've been introduced to. And now you're doing this. I think it was an attention play from the get. You know what I'm saying? I think she was one of those ones who was just doing it because it was the it thing and that it was cool. Like do me a favor, Demi. We don't need you. Thank you. 
but we don't need you. Step aside and let somebody who truly feels that they are them, they down to the core of their soul and who is truly educated enough to be responsible with being at the forefront of the movement, let them do it. But you need to step aside and get out of the way because you're doing more harm than you are good at this point. Very well said. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and him, she, and they are going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be back after this. Bye, Demi. You doing too much. What's up, everybody? Hello, soulmates. Welcome back to the show. I see you in the chat. If you are in our chat, I see about 3,200 of y'all right now. Can you please hit that like button and show us some love? Speaking of love, listen, y'all. I love me some bread. I love me some carbs. I love me some pasta. I love all that stuff. But were you guys one of the uh, millions who tried making bread a couple of years ago and there was that trend going on? Or maybe you thought about growing your own sourdough startup. Well, or not, well, I have something for you. Whichever one you were, we can all agree there's nothing like hot, delicious baked bread. Now, check this out. What if I told you that you could get all the mouth-watering flavor with none of the work involved? Now you can, and it's from Wild Grain. Now, Wild Grain is the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread. Now, plus they have amazing rolls, pastries, and even homemade pasta. Wild Grains uses only clean ingredients such as unbleached and non-GMO flour and utilizes a slow sourdough fermentation process that's better for you and tastes better than anything you can find in a grocery store. Now, plus for every new member, Wild Grains donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. Now, so far, get this, they've donated over 120,000 meals. Now, here's how it works. Sign up, choose which type of box you want to receive and how often, then Wild Grains delivers a box of bread pasta, and pastries with easy-to-follow instructions for free. Now, every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. So that's amazing. Now, if you're traveling or your freezer is already stocked, no problem. It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Are y'all hungry yet? Well, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea to start your subscription. You heard it. Free croissants and in, in, in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea. Now that's wildgrain.com slash tea, or you can use promo code tea at checkout. Listen, how good would some freshly baked bread taste right about now? If you're smelling it and thinking about it, go ahead and check this out. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Back with all the tea when we return. Welcome back to Tea Jab. Y'all crazy in the chat, y'all. But as long as you go get that bread, I'm happy. Okay, get that bread to keep the bread coming in our pockets and keep Foxhole going. But uh, it is really good. All right, y'all, moving on. A uh, recent graduate of Florida A&M University went viral after posing, posting her graduation photos. Now, the student, Terika Starr, posed naked in front of the university's Rattler statue and posted her photo with the following caption. Anybody who knows me knows that I've been dressing provocatively my whole life. There's a lot of assumptions that have came with me accepting my body. A lot of people question my capabilities and intelligence solely based on how I choose to dress. She went on to write, I am the living proof that, define, that, that clothes do not define you. I encourage everybody to embrace their bodies and step outside social norms 
The university has since opened an investigation into the incident. Uh, what are your thoughts on her taking her graduation photos to the next level? Al, what do you think about this? Al, I can see you doing something like this because you like to have your body out in the streets. Be naked so, you know, at the University of Virginia, um, a part of the tradition is that we streak the lawn. That means at the top where the rotunda is, we, we drop all our clothes. We run all the way down the lawn to the end and then we run back up so of course i've done this type of stuff but let me tell you what the deal is here claudia there are two things that's going on number one it's like there are two my thoughts of 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 mine here one is who cares we know that this woman is smart she's educated she earned that master's degree she knows what she's doing and she's fully capable capable of knowing what's right and wrong well, in most cases. Now, the second part of this, which I completely understand as well as a university is that she's representing one of the most premier HBCUs in the country. Now, this HBCU is where Willie Packer went, Kay Michelle, Pam Oliver, um, Althea Gibson. And there's a there's a there's a pride there when you represent that rattlesnake. Right. And at the end of the day, in the state of Florida, there is a law that prohibits the display, the exhibition, and the exposure of your sexual, uh, individual sexual parts in a public space or in the public eye. And when you violate that, you have to deal with the law. And it comes with either a year in jail or a thousand dollar fine, unfortunately, young lady. Oh, mm. mm. Q, do you have some charges for this? Don't you be naked in public sometimes? No, baby, I'll be naked at the group parties. But uh, <laughs> behind the dumpster at the car, the that's, bar. That's or, your inner self, right? Or with their lady husband. <laughs> but no, listen, in this instance, this girl is 100% wrong. Now, listen, I loved her messaging and I love what she's saying. I am not my body. I'm more than my body. I'm my brains. She, maybe she should have done a photo shoot holding her master's degree, but butt naked. But you do not have the right to make another organization a part of your statement. Al and I are both Greek. That would be the equivalent of me doing a nude photo shoot wearing an Alpha Phi Alpha t-shirt. The organization did not sign up to be a part of this. That's just like me laying on top of the Fox Soul uh, uh, logo with no clothes on. Fox Soul did not ask to be a part of that. Fam, you did not ask to be a part of that. And you do not have the right to make that organization a part of your statement without their permission. All right. She was smart enough to know better. You say, you, you know, you say that you're, you have, you're more than beauty, you have brains, but this clearly illustrates that you did not use them. Now, the beautiful thing about it is it's a beautiful photo. The photo is beautiful. It is magnificent. And I wish that it was done in such a way that we could all celebrate this. But this is dead ass wrong. It is an embarrassment. As far as I'm concerned, you, you, you deface the university. It's just wrong on all levels. And now every time somebody Googles Florida A&M University, your naked ass is going to show up in front of these people's statue. And that is not what that organization represents. I know from being Greek, when you sign up, to be a part of these people's stuff, you have to represent these people's stuff in the manner in which they deem necessary. 
not you. And this is inconsistent with the way FAMU likes to be represented. Great points by both of you. And as a, a, a woman here, I'm going to add that as a Black woman, it's no uh, secret that our, in our history, uh, the way young girls were overly sexualized in the days of slavery and used as sex objects and continue to be overly sexualized and to say I am I'm more than my body and 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 I'm my brains and then take a picture where the highlight of the picture is your body it's like make it make sense you have clearly you're intelligent clearly you're brilliant clearly you have brains and that should be celebrated but then at the same at the same token it seems like by the same token it's like but let me show you these cheeks I don't know what you what uh, reaction you were looking for, but you are bringing an organization into it that did not ask for this, and you are also kind of reinforcing the overly sexualized thing that they have about black women. And I would love to hear more about your brain. I'm tired. Of, we can see ass all over Instagram, and yes, the picture was beautiful. You look good, girl. You look good, but that was not a picture for us. You know what I mean? It just wasn't a picture for us. And I just I. I Maybe I'm old fashioned, but I can't wait to get back to the times where we kind of like kept, we were a little bit more modest about our bodies. You know, like everyone's so happy to show that they have an ass. We all do. Some are better than others, but that's not an accomplishment. It's really not. And the sooner y'all ladies and men now realize that having a butt and showing it and putting in pictures and posting it is not an accomplishment, but that degree is, that degree is you are so much more than your body, but then you just showed us your body. I don't even know what your major is. I know what your ass look like. I know what that ass do, though. Yeah, and you know what? Let's unpack the fact that in her statement, she says, I've always dressed provocatively. Baby girl, that's not a badge of honor. You need therapy. But you, you know what? This is the sad part that really, really how millennials really don't think long term. Uh, she's actually a master's in counseling education, which means she deals with children. <laughs> And she wants to be a counselor with children. If anybody Googles her, this is what's going to come up. So the question becomes, would you want your child's counselor to be this woman? Let me, I'm going to take it a step further. I wanted to volunteer with Miami-Dade Public School System in the dance and drama department because of what I do. I was a theater kid growing up. I felt like I had something to offer. I got nothing but time on my hands because I live a life of leisure. I wanted to volunteer in the schools in the media program and in the dance and drama department. And I was told because of my YouTube channel that I would that I don't qualify. Mm. Mm. And no, that, that they would not accept me because of mm. my YouTube channel. You see what I'm saying? So what school system do you think is going to hire you? Right. That and I couldn't even get hired because of the damn as a volunteer. Right. And and the human body is not a thing to be ashamed of. It's just not appropriate to show your your part. Like it's just not appropriate if you want to be professional. You did all this work. It's probably spent all this money on your education to be remembered as the girl that posed naked. And I just I, I I just think I just want women. I just want people to to really get that you're so much more than just your shell. You're just so much more than that. You are. She better right. hope that people don't rescind her degree. Mm. Well, ooh. oh, we better move oh, on. I hope that doesn't happen. She worked hard for that, but she, she deserves that her degree. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this story right here. And I hope we got a picture of this non-matching foundation. A transgender cheerleader, Avery Chan Chanel Medlock, has been expelled from a Texas cheer camp 
and was issued a criminal citation after allegedly choking a female teammate who allegedly made transphobic remarks. Medlock posted this on Facebook. Well, guys, I'm officially retired as a cheerleader as of last night at uh, 5.30 a.m. A girl on this team was being very disrespectful and told me I am a man with a penis and that guys should not be on the team. She continued, I stood up for myself and she calls her mom and dad because she was scared because I stood up for myself. Her dad said she still has testosterone and a penis and I will kill anyone who comes after my daughter. Oh, was that the correct way for Medlock to handle that situation? I'm hearing the girls lock themselves in the bathroom. They were afraid. Um, what do y'all think about this? You know, here's what's messed up. Hold on, Al. What's wrong, Al? Why are you laughing? Can we show the show the picture one more time? Let me tell you while I'm laughing, Claudia, because all I could think of, and this is bad, I'm sorry, but all I could think of was uh, white chicks with the Wayne brothers. Do y'all remember when they dressed up like cheerleaders and he bumped into the girl, the other cheerleader, and he said, watch it, bitch, but he, he did it in a man voice. <laughs> you remember when he did it in a man voice? So if guy, guys, everybody, y'all need to Google this because he step she oh Lord Jesus, she's standing outside the young lady's um dorm room or whatever room they're standing in, and she's like, tell her to come out. Tell her, tell her to come out. But it was done and it, it the voice was just very deep to say the least. But yeah. So um, so, so let's say this. The article you know, the girl accuses the transgender cheerleader of choking her. The right. trans, the transgender cheerleader says she did not choke her, that that did not happen, that there was not a physical altercation, that that was something that her father made up. And see, here, here is where we get into trouble or gray areas with the nuance of trans women interacting with real women, because there is no doubt in my mind that this cisgender girl was picking on and or teasing her. You know what I'm saying? And then the moment the heat got too hot, then it became, she's a man trying to attack me. I need mm -hmm. to call my father. And that's why I made a comment not too long ago about when Sydney Starr was on Bad Girls and she got into a fight with somebody. And I was like, you know, it's a very slippery slope with trans women interacting with cisgender women. Because just as long as y'all are having a good time and kicking and doing hair and makeup and going shopping, things are fine. But the moment things get tense or confrontational, you are no longer a woman and you become a man. And now I'm in the closet. I'm scared. I'm this, that, and the third. I don't know the details. I was not there. But I do believe I would not be surprised if the other young lady who was saying she was a man with a penis started this mess and was the aggressor. And then when this girl got mad, she wanted to play you're a man card and then call. Right. And it's not fair. I agree with you, Funky, on this in, in this particular case, because <clears throat> the interesting thing about this was, uh, Claudia, the young lady who whose screen file play is 17 years old. Now, the transgender female, she's 25 years old. So she ain't gonna play those games that these 17 year, year, year girls play. And I feel like there was a Karen situation here that when it got too hot, like, like Q said, she ran in her room and she wasn't ready for the heat. And 
when she got confronted by this 25-year-old woman, she just wasn't ready for it. Now she's ready to say, oh, you're a man now. But all that mouth you had before doesn't exist all of a sudden. But, but Q, I will say this now. The district attorney said that 100% there definitely was an assault. But the key here was he never said if it was verbal or physical. So in my opinion, I feel like that left way too much room for interpretation. I think the 17-year-old girl stepped outside of her comfort zone with her mouth. She got checked. She got scared. She called her daddy. Her daddy made it a bigger deal than necessary. And now this young, beautiful transgender woman is off the cheerleading squad. I'm not going to just assume someone's innocent just because they're transgender. That's what I'm not going to do. We, this woman, this trans woman was still charged. And this transgender woman is a 25-year-old getting into it with a 17-year-old, even if the dumbass 17-year-old started it. And I say that because even if that person was saying horrible stuff, you're 25 and this is a 17-year-old teenager that's going to be goofy like that. You're still a grown woman engaging and fighting with a 17-year-old. And I, we can't make... We, I don't want to make an overcorrection where just because someone's trans or in the community, we automatically assume that they're innocent. I think that's a mistake as well. Just like I can't assume that just because this girl's 17 that she's in the rock in the rock in the right either. We don't know. But there was weren't there charges pressed? Wasn't she arrested? Yeah, she got a class C misdemeanor and she also got charged with trespass and citation. Okay. I just feel like I'm just gonna say go by the the age thing about a 25-year-old versus a 17-year-old. They shouldn't even be arguing with each other because like that's would you guys argue with 17-year-olds? I'll fight a kid. Uh, uh, you know, I don't even know why I would ask you, Funky. I'll fight a kid. I'll fight a kid, but I'm but I'm but I'm but I'm but I'm also gonna take it a, a deep uh a, a step further, Claudia. Mm -hmm. There is a level of privilege that you have being a cisgender woman in a cisgender world. I am somebody who's been growing up being called a faggot and a sissy from the time I was in grade school. You don't know what that does to a person. You know what I'm saying? So it's very easy to say a 25-year-old should not be arguing with a 17-year-old. But if you're already trans and, and, and that that stuff is triggering, it's traumatizing. And mm -hmm. 17, I'm you know, you know, it's funny. We love to pick and choose when people are children. We, we, we like to pick and choose when we want to make them children. 17 and you are grown enough to know right from wrong you're grown enough to know you shouldn't be bullying and picking on people you are a millennial you are fully aware of what's going on with the trans movement right now because your age group is at the forefront of it so no i'm not giving her the excuse that she was a child where i come from you step out of a child's place you get dealt with like a damn adult all right just mm -hmm. like the 25-year-old knew that she was 17, the 17-year-old knew she was 25. And if you was raised right, the 17-year-old ass would not be talking to grown people any type of damn way, especially in a derogatory manner. So there's enough wrong to go across for both of them, but she's not getting away with the child card on me. You're not a damn child. I was in I, college I can, at 17. I could... Oh, sorry. We got to take a commercial. I guess <laughs> listen, the beauty about this show is we can agree to disagree. And that's why we have three people on here and not one. Right. So we will definitely, if there's any developments in this story, and if we get any more facts about this story, we'll definitely keep y'all up to date. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. 
Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates in the chat, go ahead and like our video and give us some love. Now, speaking of love, Airbnb is not getting any love from us because they had the nerve to have this on there. They finally tried to make it right. Okay, they're removing a rental property from their website following backlash from people on social media. Now, uh, the property is a historic slave cottage located in Greenville, Mississippi called the Panther Burn Cottage at Belmont Plantation. Now, it was listed on Airbnb as a bed and breakfast and was described as the last remaining antebellum mansion. Now, the owner of the cottage claims nobody lived on the property during slavery, but it was used as a doctor's office for the plantation. Can you believe this story? And people will leave in review like, oh, it's such a great place to stay. Al, what do you think about this? You know, I'm, 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 I have mixed emotions here because I used to be an Airbnb entrepreneur, Claudia, you know this, I had more than six rooms in Airbnb and the way that they make you go through this process to even list your home, I can't believe that they missed this um, from the very beginning. I'm very, very shocked at Airbnb for being this irresponsible. Okay. Q, what do you think? You know what? I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm more shocked at the boldness of the person who posted that. You know what I'm saying? It just shows a gross disregard for history and the pain and trauma that this could inflict upon some people. I mean, the person that owned it, they asked wouldn't even sleep in there. Why would you try to offer it up for pennies on the dollar? I, I, I just think it was insensitive. And, and, and they were more so trying to be funny then they were trying to make a damn profit. Who the hell want to sleep in some damn slave quarters? Who in their right mind? I'd be curious to know how many bookings they got. Oh, well, there, you, there was a lot of there was a lot yeah. of reviews on there. And you know what? Once again, I made this point before. They would never do this with uh, the site of a massacre at a school. They would never do this. Uh, something that had to do with the, the the Holocaust. They would never do this because they understand that there was trauma there, and to celebrate it and advertise it as such. Is not a good look. I I did the Miss USA pageant. We uh, Miss Teen USA or Miss USA, one of them. We had to record at a slave plantation. I was so uncomfortable. And I thought it was so disrespectful that for the black contestants involved that you would film at this location with the spirits of what happened there. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Seth Goshorn, a 28 year old teacher, Ohio teacher, went viral after sharing that he quit his teaching job to become a manager at Walmart because the pay was $12,000 more than his teacher salary. Seth had been teaching for six years and shared that he earned $43,000 last year and that he'll now make $55,000 at Walmart. Um, some Walmart managers make over $200,000 a year. What, what, why are they not paying teachers more money? What y'all think about this? I think more teachers need to make a mass exodus. Um, I have a lot of friends in the education department right now and they are miserable because of the pay. Um, they're having a hard time attracting teachers because of the pay in florida right now if you are a veteran with a uh, very minimal college credits they are actually fast tracking you now to be a teacher you don't even have to have a degree because there's such a teacher shortage and this is because the pay in the field is so low when you can go to goddamn walmart ring the register and work your way up to manager and make more than an educator that says a lot about our country and not have to have a gun to take care of all the school shootings that come mm. into place that they want us to, that teachers to take care of. Al, what do you think about this? I mean, you know, I come from a family of educators. I just think in general, this country needs to start prioritizing our educators, period. End of story. Okay, agreed. Um, the fact that teachers are leaving teaching, which is the most important job in America, to become- To work at the most ghetto store on the planet, <laughs> which is Walmart. Lord have mercy, Jesus. The children are our future. Ooh. Well, our future does not look bright in America. We like in the 40s now ranked. 
All right, y'all, I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Uh, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. And y'all got to stick around the Lisa Evers show, uh, Lisa Evers Crime and Hip Hop. That's coming up next. We'll see y'all on Friday. Bye, y'all. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Have a good night, so